Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, everybody? I'm Big Waz. And I'm Nando Vila. And we are the Woke Bros. Each week, we bring you guys lefty news from a lefty perspective, man. What does that mean? That means news from the perspective of working people like you and I. Yeah, do you think the Republicans suck? And do you think that the Democrats also suck? Well, you're going to like our show because we think they both suck. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you want the news, all Skrilla... No filler each and every Thursday. Please subscribe, rate, review wherever you get podcasts because the Woke Bros has their own individual podcast feed. Make sure you look up the Woke Bros, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, give us five stars and say that we're the greatest of all time. See you guys soon. Welcome to another fun-filled 
episode of Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name is Amin. I'm joined, as always, by Black Trey, Big Jerv. My man Sean is on the one and twos. We've got a show for you today. I don't know. If you don't follow basketball, something happened on Sunday. Uh, the Sixers lost, and our resident Philadelphia uh, representative, John Gervais, he's got some things he's got to get off his chest. He's got some decrees to make. And that's fun, and that's all cool and all. But this is what we're on right now. You guys know we like to watch shows uh, every time, you know, during the year. We like to follow a certain show, come back, give you guys reviews. Last week, we introduced Flatbush Misdemeanors. It's a show on Showtime. We all caught the first couple of episodes, really vibe with it. And we said, let's go ahead and make this our show that we're going to be following on. So we want all of you guys to start watching it. Go ahead. Get Showtime. If you didn't get Showtime, borrow a password. We all know you do it anyway. And watch Flatbush Misdemeanors. It's a really funny show. It's a really real show. But this is something cool. Within a week of us starting to say we're going to watch this show, we have booked the co-creator and the co-star of the show, Dan Perlman. He's going to be right here with us. He's going to chop it up with us on how the show started, on the behind-the-scenes things, on how real the show is about a little bit about his uh his uh film short cramming which you can catch on vimeo and uh, and we're going to fit in some basketball talk with him some hoops talk right so definitely buckle up it's a great episode but first reminder patreon.com slash count the dings patreon.com slash count the dings patreon.com slash count the dings sign up become a patreon Get this exclusive-ass content. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. we got the overflow episodes for Bomb. We've got the live shows that we do via Zoom for only our Patreons. We just had another successful one last Wednesday. We do it every other Wednesday. And, of course, the Cinephobe Special Edition episodes. April, we gave you Half-Baked for 420. May, we gave you Delta Farce for Memorial Day. And June, for Father's Day? We hit you with Daddy's Home 2. Mel Gibson, that piece of shit is in it. Also in that movie. Will Ferrell, love him. Also in that movie. Mark Wahlberg, I'm kind of iffy on him. Also in that movie. John Lithgow, he fucking is, is, is amazing. So definitely go check that episode out. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to want to share it with somebody. But most importantly, you're going to want to be a Patreon. Patreon.com slash count the things. Without further ado, let's get into the show. And we're joined now by the co-creator of the show, Flatbush Misdemeanors, Dan Perlman. He's a stand-up comic. He is a writer, a director. I just got done watching his, his short that won a bunch of awards. It's called Cramming. It's on Vimeo. Check it out. It's definitely going to spark some questions in your mind as to who done it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but Dan, thanks for joining us. And, and I want to start with... Uh, Flatbush Misdemeanor was a digital web show at first, right? And then it got greenlit by Showtime. Uh, yeah. When you guys created it at first, did you ha did you have any idea that it might get picked up by a TV network? I think, uh, oh, I made it with um, my friend Kevin Iso, who's also a comedian. And I think, to Kev's credit, he probably was more confident up front than I was. Um, I think from my perspective, it was just cool to like make something. I'd gone through the process of like you make a pilot for a network and you go through all the steps and hurdles. And then if it, 
nobody gets to see it. So for me up front, it was just something cool of like, oh, even if we if we throw this up there and even 50 people see it, at least it's something that'll exist. Like it's out there. It's just from like our gut, what we want to do. Um, and then from there that the first one started getting momentum and film festivals and stuff from it. But I didn't, I didn't know initially, but it was just, you know, we were fortunate that people were digging what we were doing. It's the web series that gave us the question of what was Coretta Scott King's bus size? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you guys came when you guys came up with that, did you actually have to do research to find out if this information was publicly available? I think I think Jeffrey Joseph, who's a very funny comic and actor who played the principal in the web series, I think he improved that one. And I think, and you know, he's been around a while, so he probably knew from his own research, you know? We'd have to ask him, but I, he might have had an idea. Yo, so... Any of these uh, events that's going on in the show, is it true story? Like anything based on true story? Yeah, a good, a good amount. I mean, not a lot. I mean, some, some of the stuff is stuff that like comes from, you know, like in the first episode, the, the therapy conversation is like an actual conversation that Kevin and I had years ago. And then we put that in the web series. Um, and, and, you know, I, I uh, studied education in school and thought I would teach if I didn't have the courage to, to write or do comedy. I was like, that's what I would be. I would be a, a bad teacher who would think he could make a difference, but then just constantly fail the kids. Um, so a lot of it, we just wanted to like, but a lot of it is not true, but we just wanted to like put ourselves, uh, our characters in these situations and then stay true to how we would respond to it. Yeah, I was more related to the to the teacher because I, I was a teacher for six years. Oh, sure. So so when I watched it, I'm like, shit, when I was student teaching, this is what I was dealing with in high school, which made me transition to elementary because, right. you know, and, you know, teaching in the inner cities, you got the kids just cussing you out. It's just you right. dealing with fights. So also getting, you know, that type of involvement with the parents trying to they not they don't know how much you can do right right you they know all, what i'm saying yeah they all have like higher expectations and everyone gets more muddled than they should and you sort of lines are crossed or whatever but but that's just seemed more fun yeah because you don't know what you're doing and you're like wait you can't beat this system and it takes some kind of delusion to think you can make a real difference which you know i my good friend Coastal, who a lot of the stuff is based on, I grew up with him and he teaches. And so he went that route and, you know, he just gets the shit kicked out of him all the time. But I just love those, those movies where it's like, and hate them, but love them where it's like, you know, the white teacher will go into the school and play hopscotch with the kids and suddenly they know pre-calc. Like, it's just so funny to me. And so I just thought like, and before that, they always have the montage of like, you know, the teachers who the kids are cursing out and they're like, we've gone through 19 teachers in three months and like nobody can teach these kids to read. Like, you know, just I thought my guy, like he would be one of the 19 who they would have fired. They just left him there because nobody cares. So he just fucks up constantly and is just like living with it, you know? That's, that's so, like the last episode, that was the part that killed me because he's got ideas of how the team should play and Dan gives a shit, but Coach, Coach Bowser doesn't give a shit. And, and uh, what ends up happening is, like, Coach Bowser calls him out. He's like, you think you'll be the white savior? You'll come in and change this. And he has his heart attack. 
and then they end up getting blown out worse in the second half than they did in the first half. That's, 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 that's exactly what you just described, right? I love, I love that the team didn't actually win. Like yeah. that shit was great. It yeah, was no, perfect. And they got worse. And they got worse. <laughs> no, nah, it's yeah, like the, it's the small details like that. Like when the score flashed, it was it flashed so quick. I had to rewind and like try to go back and see how much they won by. You know what I'm saying? Right. Details and stuff like that. That's what makes the show dope. Yeah, it's like there's no there's no world like how, why is this guy why would this guy coach them to a win? He's not qualified to do that. But you you give him that moment. It's that Charlie Brown moment where it's like I'm gonna kick the football this time, but it's like no, you're not. But you get that hope every time, you know. So the the show it's a it starts with you and one of your students or Dan and one of his students at the at the um, the jerk chicken spot and he says you're big like you're tall like life is about being tall just get <laughs> under the paint and you'll be unstoppable right and he said that's how high school basketball is and our co-host today John Gervais is a fan <laughs> of the 76ers and so I want to just a second. I just want to put this hot light on Jerv. And Jerv, when you watched that, you thought about Joel Embiid last night talking about, I could play wherever I want on the floor. What were the emotions that stirred up inside you? <laughs> hey, that's the funny shit because he really uh, got to think this out. Yeah. Um. So I'll be real. Um. I didn't watch any fucking post game. I literally <laughs> stared at my screen. Uh, well, I watched I watched the TNT coverage because I just felt like I deserved that. Like I deserve <laughs> I deserved to hear Shaq what he was going to say, what Barkley was going to say. I didn't deserve to go over to the to the home team station and and like get like the the local reporter like oh you know I did it. No, I, I didn't deserve that shit. Um, but no, my uh, I'm 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 okay with him saying it. Um, I I'm also okay with him uh, making his remark about the turning point in the game being. Uh, when oh. people decide yeah. to pass on dunks and another, um, another yeah. tall guy, another tall guy. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean he he probably he probably could use your advice, Dan. Like he that dude is, um, you know, respectfully he's uh, he's something, man. And uh, yeah, uh, do we think it, do we think <laughs> it's a bully thing? Because they had that with Fultz where he got in his head, and then Embiid. He's now scared to shoot. Like, is it a Philly thing or is it just like what's going uh, on? What's wrong with your city, Jerv? Uh, well, no, it's 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 definitely not a Philly thing because the you know I don't know if you guys heard, but the Eagles won a Super Bowl a couple years ago, so <laughs> we're we're kind of cool in a championship. Yeah, they didn't have to shoot free throws. Hey, but y'all not about to be shit in seven months. Um. Yo. No, bro, Meek don't Mill. do that. Meek Mill <laughs> went through it too, kind of, right? Well, you, I mean, you, you, you know, I'm not really the biggest uh, Meek Mill fan. Shout out to Meek, you know, hey, young, young, get your, get your, get your bag, you know, do your thing. It's just his music is just not for me. Yes. Although Dreams and Nightmares intro was the See? one of the fucking craziest shits ever. Now, now I know where MB got it from, pushing everybody under the. Yo, I mean, speaking of rappers, everybody don't else. do that. Don't do that, bro. I mean, speaking of rappers, bro. When when Kevin tried to like sell the art to the rapper in the bathroom, bro. Oh man. Oh shit. <laughs> and he airdropped his shit. I said, nah. Tell me, <laughs> tell me that's a real Dan. Tell me that's a real story. Tell me that's a true story. No, I wish, but that's. You know, because we because we, we're stand ups, so you 
we apply a lot of that to like Kev's whole like pursuing art thing. Cause I mean, you guys know there's so much of that when you're just like taking anything for exposure and any opportunity, you show up to gigs and they're like, Oh, I can't pay you, but you know, and the excuse, excuse, excuse. So it's just like, we've all done shows for people who are like more of a clown than that guy. You know, what, what's, what's the, what's the lowest point of your life as a standup where you were like, can I really do this? Or maybe I should just, I should just pack up. I couldn't even choose. I did a show once. It was like in upstate New York. It was like, it was on, let me see if I can get this right. It was on a patio over the summer during the daytime uh, in between a Motown cover band aimed at the street and there were no chairs. And you're just, you're just talking to like kids walking by with their ice cream cones and parents like, what are you doing? I did a show at a college that was like in the student center. It was like National Hoagie Day. And it was just kids walking and getting their hoagies and just walking past you. Like there are so many where you're like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason, you just want to keep going, you know? So what's the opposite of that? What is the moment where you're like, fuck, I can do this for a living? The sad, the sad thing, it's like you even there's even like moments of enjoyment in in those bad gigs. And that's how, you know, you love it, you know. But I mean, the best thing, it's like when you can figure out an idea wherever it is and you get it to work and you because it's you're stuck in your head all the time. And when you get those thoughts to like resonate with people and that's why it's cool to show also just seeing people's reactions to shit and what they're responding to. It's cool because it's in your head so long. It's just like, oh, I could do that forever, you know. Definitely. Hey, Dan, um, I thought you were you guys were speaking to me personally. Um, I don't know if you researched Philly people uh, prior to this last episode, but the uh, the Beijing part um, that 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 had like that has to be about that has to come for something. Nah, that Philly, shit right? was crazy, dog. I give all all credit to Kev there because I didn't know. I I just you trust your collaborator there because I don't, I didn't know shit about it, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like I was like it's funny and and yeah. him and Hassan are so funny in that scene like Hassan reacting to it who plays Drew in the show he's just so funny responding to it and just like laughing when he's like god damn and then how he like doubles back and Hassan is so good at being able to like flip in a moment to just like laughing and being your friend and then when Kev tries to walk in the apartment he's just like where do you think you're going like he just without even changing his voice he just keeps the same inflection, and you just believe the the turn. You believe every nuance of him so well. So yeah, that that shit was super funny. But that's, yeah, it was that's just like it was just like when you brought up. Uh, he's like, dude. Now he's like, you don't think he's trying to kill you anymore? He was just trying to kill you last week. Like now, y'all are buddies and sharing traps. Like everything's good now. Like wake up, my boy. Like you know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's just you. You like forget that you look at it, you're like why why are you why are you okay with this? It's like am I. Do I have a better memory or like, why am I still holding on to this grudge and you're not, you know, like there's always that kind of discrepancy. Yeah. Kevin's Nigerian, right? He's a like a Nigerian mm -hmm. descent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. like the, the whole storyline with Dami oh, the, the and her parents. Yeah. What the whole, but just the whole, like, uh, you know, when the parents come in and say, mm -hmm. why are you throwing your life away? And like, I was cause my family's from Sudan. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like so, someone <laughs> on this show, has has either African parents or African friends or something because this is so specific. It, it can't yeah. be like just a, a wild guess. Yeah, yeah, um, no, we, yeah. 
we did that. And then there was fun when we did the table read and everyone started talking about their own specific cultural abuses that they had, that they dealt with as a kid. Everyone was like trading notes on their own trauma. Yo, one of my favorite characters is uh, Kareem, who plays your stepdad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Where, he looked like Michael Irving. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, hey, for Those real. Recipes. Yeah, hey, he's sick, dog. He is one by far one of the sickest, bro. When he said he caught crabs with him and him and uh twice. <laughs> when they, twice when they shared a chick. I said, nah, he's a wild boy. Kareem is so funny, man. So he's he's a stand-up. And um and we just, you know, he's been doing stand-up forever. And so we used him in the in the web series, he played my stepdad, and he's just so funny, man. He just comes in with just this like energy that we need to offset the two of us, and he just plays it so big. And when he showed up in the web series, I remember he showed up like an hour late, and and we were like kind of annoyed. We like shot outside a Kennedy Fried Chicken in Bed Stuy, and he showed up. And we were annoyed he was late because he was the one person we needed. And a few minutes later, we we're still annoyed. And then Cream uh, says something like, "He's like." You still mad? Shit, I already forgave myself. Which is just such a funny <laughs> way to go through life that you shouldn't be mad because I've decided it's cool. So you gotta let it go. Because if I'm not mad at myself, you can't be mad at me. It's such a funny thing. But he's so funny in that show. I mean, like, he just comes in with all this energy and just fucking kills it every time. And there's something very like sweet about the fact that of his positive. Character. That he's just he's like always positive. He loves, that's the, that's the loves being a stepdad. He loves this guy. <laughs> he really wants to like be a father to this adult, you know? Like at first I thought it was on some disrespectful shit, but he really cared. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. like normally I thought it was some Melvin baby boy shit. And right. then I was like, nah, he really care. Like your, your mom in the show is dealing with some stuff, you know what I'm saying? And he really there, like, breathe, do the circles, you know, make sure your mom happy. Like, I'm like, bro, putting in the work. He doesn't take the pictures, you know what I'm saying? He, yeah. ain't, he ain't trying to get no green card. He ain't trying to have no sugar mama. That shit is legit. Yeah, that's it's like you forgive him for being weird because he cares. You know what I hate? After a long day of work, dealing with people, being stressed, to figure out what to eat that night i don't feel like cooking but i don't want to eat something that's bad for me like junk food i want something healthy i want to eat something that tastes good and i don't want to work too hard or pay too much to do it well guess what what you really want if you're like me is freshly that's right freshly offers chef made nutrient packed delicious meals Delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. All you got to do is visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like Steak peppercorn, sausage, baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. I love the Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, 
preferences, tastes, and family size. Now our listeners can try Fleshly for just $6.16 per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. With new meals added each week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made, nutritionist-designed classics right to your kitchen. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash B-O-M. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash B-O-M for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash B-O-M for $40 off your first two orders. Do yourself a favor. Get Freshly. The 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 show is full of like these little nuances, right? Little just it, like 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 uh, Sean said, man. If you didn't see the score real quick, you you missed it, right? Right. My favorite one is the family photo of Kareem <laughs> and 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 Dan's mom. Yeah. Because he's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> he got the hoodie on <laughs> and it's tightened. And I was just like, yo, it was both like, what the hell? And also, yeah, that's exactly what a Kareem would do. Like, that's exactly the picture he would take. And so I that's what my favorite thing about the show is just those little you if you didn't catch it for just a second, you missed it. Dog, that's um, 100% the best part for me too is man, I got I'll give you three more. At the roti spot, the credit card minimum is like 1945. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. that there's a sign on the window like credit yeah. card minimum 1950. Yeah. The on the Beijing scene when he pulls out the you know the the cover to get your cut, it's a black garbage bag. Like everything was like shit was going wrong off that off top. Like he's not, you're never going to get a good cut. If my man pulls out the black garbage bag to cover you up, you know what I'm saying? There's so many details like that. There was a, uh, at the basketball game, there's one fan in the back wearing a pigeon thing over his head. He's just sitting there by himself. Like there's shit like that all over the place, man. You got to look out for all that stuff. Yeah. That, that's the best part for me too. So, so my question is then how much of that come came out of the necessity of the web series of having to do everything kind of on a budget and and be be kind of tight with everything yeah i mean it definitely helped uh initially because you just like learn how to be creative when you have no resources you know like it's like we couldn't we had bad sound we couldn't color it we couldn't mix it so it's like all right how do we make it cool without any of that shit and so you sort of like okay we could do these like parenthetical subtitles or the chapter divides or the audio interstitial thing so you you find that shit and then and then when you get more uh resources the sort of like you can think a little more about that attention to detail stuff and then every department can contribute to that so like props can come in and be like you know which cactus do you think is funnier or whatever or you know or prod design can be like oh this little detail and so you work with all them to find all those little jokes that again you could just watch sort of passively and be like, oh, that guy's funny or that person's funny. Or you can, yeah, catch all those little things. But it's all there, yeah. Yo, have you ever dated someone at the workplace? I'm, I mean, I've like, I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't know if I've had like a real office job long enough. I think I, I would have, but nobody would date me. But like, there's definitely <laughs> jobs where I would have dated somebody, but they weren't, they weren't feeling it. But I totally, I totally ripped that dynamic of the teacher and the assistant principal from close friend of mine 
who even went and, and, and he consulted the script of a couple, but he told me this story years ago and he went and flirted with the assistant principal when she, when her school chicken died, which happens in the third episode. He went Wait. to the chicken funeral. Yeah. That's real. That, that was that's, a, that's, I used a, a different version of the story because the version of the story he told me, he's like, I, she sent out an email saying the school chicken died. So I went and played basketball up by Columbia an excuse to stop by the chicken funeral. And he's like, and the only people there were me, her, and uh, an old teacher whose dog killed the chicken. So <laughs> he's like, so I was like, you make up excuses. He's like, oh yeah, I was like, yo, I, I loved feeding him grain. He was my favorite bird. Like just, just any shit to talk to her. And now they're <laughs> engaged. I'm going to his wedding. In two oh months. shit, look at that. That's fire. <laughs> it worked. Is, is there any part of you when you're telling these stories where your friends who some of these stories are pulled out of their life are watching and like doing the, the DiCaprio? Oh, shit. That's, that's he, loves, there. he loves it. That, uh, my, my friend who I took that from, he was like, he was like, yo, that's great. He's like, she, she wants me to tell you that she actually cried when the chicken died. I'm like, well, that's sad. But, you know, it's like, yeah. no, nah, they like it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna reshoot oh. that for you, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I got you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, next time I'll try to capture the emotion. <laughs> that bird. Yeah. Oh man, yo. Uh, also, from one of the uh, earlier episodes, the uh, the conversation between Kevin and Sam, Sam J, who plays his sister, mm -hmm. uh, after after the hookah spot, and she tells him like. I knew she was wrong for you because she went out with you <laughs> and anyone who would go out with, with someone who's as life is as not put together as yours, isn't good enough for you. <laughs> and it's such a fucking brilliant little Bars. exchange because, because Ke Kevin actually is like, yeah, that's a good point. And I'm like, wait a second, man. <laughs> like, wait, the, 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 the moral of the story is if anyone who would downgrade their life enough to date you isn't good enough for you. So you need to find someone who would never go out with someone like you. <laughs> it's it's like one you, of those things. Go ahead. No, I like it's such a it's such a, a good logic and and yeah, Sam and Kevin are so good in that scene. And and Carrie Cotter who wrote that episode, like, yeah, that exchange is so funny because yeah i mean that is that logic it's like you don't want to be in any club that uh would have you as a member it's like that logic it's like oh yeah you can't blame her and that's the thing there's a version of that story where you see her out and it's like oh fuck her she's cheating like she sucks or she's a liar or whatever but then she makes her case and it's like yeah what does he have to offer you know she makes that case and then Trey, even Trey, the like yeah why should she be with you you say what What's the line that he says, Trey, when he's arguing with her? You oh, had it in the chat the other day. He's like, where he's like, stop making sense or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> stop making, stop making, stop making, making sense, sense, bro. Like, that shit was so hilarious. But the fact yeah. that he sent the fucking used <laughs> vodka bottle, bro, yeah. with sparklers, he's like, like that shit and send it over there, too. No, no. Yeah, I love that exchange when they're like, when he's like, I had plans, and she's like, okay, what were your plans? And he's like, well, we're going to see a movie, and then I was going to be spontaneous with the rest. Like, that is so, like, every date you go on when you're younger, you're just like, you're just going to wing it, and then you're like, why aren't they enjoying it? <laughs> is it because I put in less than zero effort? It's yeah. just like, 
No, nah, that whole exchange was fire. She's like, oh, he's like, oh, all I gotta do is get all the hookah flavors to get you to do whatever I want. Like, this is crazy. Like, I all you talk about is Tito's. I send you some Tito's. Here's some Tito's. Like, drink that shit. Like, what's wrong now? You talking all that shit? Like, yeah, that was a great exchange. No, that's what a lot line she says is he says to her, I thought you said you didn't need any of this. And she said, I don't, but don't you ever want stuff that you don't need? Right. So that's why he says stop making sense right oh, man. The, it's, it, oh, yeah, it's just it's such a clever it's so clever man yeah that existential kind of macro you're like i don't really know how to argue this but you're obviously on another level debating me so I'm, <laughs> i can't even just like muster up any kind of response no they're they're great in that so on a scale of one to ten where one is i am playing a character and ten is this is me and they turn the cameras on while I was doing this, how close would you say the characters of Kevin and Dan are to the real life Kevin and Dan? Uh, I guess maybe like a six or seven almost. I mean, I think these are definitely like the younger and way worse versions. It's like we're taking a lot of these traits of like any moment we didn't have our shit together and then ramping it up because, you know, it's more fun to see these guys fuck up. And I, I'm not interested in seeing these guys like, you know, uh, really win or succeed or take over the world or whatever. It's it's fun to see, it's fun to see them try, you know, but then just get run into reality and try to find a way out of it or find a way to make peace with it. So, but, but it's definitely, you know, we're not uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and Lincoln, you know, we're not really transforming full. <laughs> You'd see us talk and be like, that's them talking, <laughs> so. Overrated, by the way, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> I never saw it, but you hear that mentioned as someone who's a good actor. So you're like, all right, <laughs> I don't really know what that means. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's really trash, and you've been lied to this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I do think all that method acting stuff is stupid. The people were like, I got to be in character for six months. It's like, maybe you're not great then. No, you, like, I don't, need, you like, need to act like yeah, you're thinking yeah. in a Best Buy. Like, maybe you're not amazing at this. It's like, it's like studying, right? Like if you have to study for like a month for this exam, like how <laughs> smart are you, man? <laughs> I don't know. No, I was gonna say uh, I know I know Dan and Kevin are in there enough because it's it's too natural, it's too funny, it's too just like real of a it's just so relatable watching it. So it's uh six or seven, cool. But like Kevin definitely isn't sleeping on his couch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, the situation's <laughs> fiction. But that's a fun thing with working with stand-ups also because we have so many great stand-ups in it, like Kareem and, and Yamaniku plays my therapist in the next one, and Carrie and uh, Maria is like, they all are so good at being like the funniest version of themselves on stage. So that's right. just like, if you make them comfortable, they'll make every line better. Dope. You know, as far as, because you're working with... Uh so many great stand-ups and and people are basically quick on their feet how much of this is uh improv and how much of it is scripted um it's more it's more scripted than you would think because you got to go through multiple versions of like you know the outlines and scripts and stuff but then but we always kind of make sure we leave room for like once we're on set you know you leave room for a, a kareem to like sort of have fun or Yamanika who she's my therapist and the next one who just kind of yells at me and so we were like just just yell at me and so she went fully off and 
was calling me a reverse leprechaun who only brings bad luck, except just like she's saying the meanest shit. And that's all anybody wants to hear. It's just like, as the, the crew was like crying, laughing. I was like into, that was the most I broke was when she's yelling at me. It's just fun to be berated. And she just went off. So, so the comedians, we tried to leave room to let them play because that's just when they're at their funniest. Yeah, I've seen Yamanika and, and Sam both a lot in uh in LA at the comedy store uh, on roast battles. Yeah. On yeah. Uh, on the Tuesday night roast battles that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the belly. Damn, I, I miss roast battles, man. I miss roast battle too. That's man. the only that's the only no. reason why I want to move back to LA, but New York, Dan, you out here, right? I'm actually yeah, I'm, I live in Flatbush, but I'm in LA right now for another week or so, and then I'm coming I, back. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get back on the comedy scene, bro, out here in New York, and find some some spots to hit. Yeah, for man, sure. I can let you know because it's opening back up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, we're free now. Everyone's vaccinated, right? Right. Don't talk about Delta variants, though. That's so, it's a person. I heard that. I was like, what? Call. Hey, it would be crazy if you had something written in where they got the fake vax cards or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they could get that in there, bro, for the next season or something. Let me ask. Yeah. yeah. Hmm? Let me ask you something, Dan. Dan yeah. Like, as as a creative, someone who who's putting out episodic material, is everyone kind of like, are we all like obligated to do a a, a season of COVID? I hope right, not. like in all the scripted material that's gonna come out, right? I hope not. I hope not because it's like, and we talked about like, oh, should we address that or whatever? But that's just like that shit is so fucking sad. It's like I don't want to watch people in masks. You know, I want to like escape that shit. Like I don't want to watch like people talk on a Zoom screen after a day of like talking on a Zoom screen. You know, just like, and also there felt like no way to like how do you address that without it becoming everything because it was so all encompassing in like every aspect that there's no way to like just do like five percent in like you got to go all in and it's like i don't know that shit sucks i'm sure people will make cool stuff from it but uh Look, it i was make. writing i was writing mcdonald's commercials where it was like oh you wake up you're getting ready to leave but don't forget your mask right yeah. <laughs> and i'm like fuck i don't really want to write that into that but it's yeah. the climate at that time. So, you know what I mean? Like, those those are the situations that, but, that we were in a weird space in. Yeah, you know, and I know people will do that. will be like, and, you know, coronavirus is really, that's like a character in the show also, you know? But it's just like, that seems too too grim. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm praying that that's not the case because, like you said, like, I just I just lived a year of it. I don't, I don't want yeah. to reminisce yet. Maybe no, 10 years yeah. from now we can do it. Yeah, they waited. They waited a while for those World War II movies, you know. That, that 2020 movie gonna be crazy. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Whenever they roll that shit out, that shit gonna be nuts, bro. Yeah, they, they gotta turn that shit into some World War Z type shit. Yeah, they waited 60 years before Dunkirk. You just give us a minute. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, my, my cousin, my cousin jokes. He's the first person who made a a 9/11 joke after 9/11. <laughs> yeah. And so I said. Well, how how long did it take you? And he said, New Year's. <laughs> I said, uh, <laughs> I'm, nah, I'm glad. Someone, I, uh, hey, that's too soon for sure. Someone, someone beat him. So someone made someone made a joke before the second tower. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's people weren't waiting. Some people. Oh, like I couldn't imagine uh, so, Twitter being up on that time. 
Can you like, imagine, man? You can't, cause you oh, can't, cause Twitter don't take, cause Twitter don't take shit serious. Can you so imagine like, people were digging up somebody's 9-11 tweets? Like, man, no way. <laughs> oh shit. Like, really, think, like really thinking about that, like they would have memes of like <laughs> how they would escape. Like crazy, the craziest insensitive shit. Like it'd be like, ah, the, God, the Jordan, I'm glad the, Twitter wasn't around for that. Jordan be, crying, yeah. Would be, wouldn't be me. Or <laughs> 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 someone making something that just over the top. Yeah. Uh, the funniest 9-11 joke I think I heard in a stand-up was Paul Mooney. And Paul Mooney said, he said, uh, like and this was this was like again fairly soon after 9-11, maybe like six months later. He said, You remember when 9-11 happened? They tried to blame it on black people at first. But I, I knew it wasn't black people because if it was, we would have seen nothing but parachutes and do-rags flapping in the wind. And it's just he I was I saw him at Caroline's when he said it, and I fucking started crying laughing. Cause it's just the the imagery of like someone's do-rag just billowing in the wind. <laughs> As you float down to safety. Yeah, no, nah, that what is a, comedy. All timer. Yo, so Dan, uh obviously you got some some hoops opinions. Yeah, There's man. no way you write that much hoop hoops into your show without being a hoop head. No, First I love of all, it. you're from New York City. Does this yeah. mean you're a Nick fan? Yeah, yeah. I was glad I was glad the Nets lost. <laughs> okay, so all right, so yeah. So this this is this is a thing for you. You like even though like the Knicks are long gone, you're rooting against the Nets rather than just have a representative of the city. Because you know, I used to not understand when people in LA would talk about like not giving a shit about the Clippers even though they were better. I'm like they're better. They're better run, they're better, you know, cuz the Lakers were trash for like I don't know 5 6 years. But then with right. Brooklyn, I'm like, oh, I get it. Cuz I don't care. They could win the next 3 titles and I, I wouldn't feel anything. And are like kind of good i'm like oh that's great they're like competitive i don't know what it is but i just i i like uh i like you know kd was awesome but i just didn't there's something about scrapping that just getting that team together where i'm just like not you want to see him fail first and then maybe do something there's something there's something more worth it about if the team struggles and when they don't it's kind of like well, yeah, had, the, the, uh, had the Knicks, it, hold on, hold on, Jeremy. Had, had the Knicks been the one, like everything that happened to the Nets, had that happened to the Knicks, Kyrie and KD show up, and then a year later to trade for Harden, you wouldn't give a fuck about no struggle. That's that's totally fair. And and I, I'm a complete hypocrite. And the difference is I grew up liking that team. <laughs> so that's the difference. As uh, that's the team Spreewell played for when I cheered for them as a kid, so <laughs> they'll always have my loyalty. <laughs> as the uh, guy that's team is uh, has struggled for some time now, uh, I can tell you there's nothing cool about the struggle. I'm 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 so looking forward to the uh, uh, the promised promised land that was uh, told to me that if I just go through this this time these times that they will come. So uh, you know, I hope that you guys get to fast forward the button just after us though. Do you think do you think they should trade Simmons? Oh, he's out of there. He's, he's got to go. He's got to go. His bags is packed. This shit has been packed since last night. The he's fact gone, that he yeah. turned down the Olympics was the biggest sign ever, right? He about to be in L.A. playing Call of Duty and in that club. <laughs> <laughs> he out of there. Man, they could have they traded him for Harden, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. We're, 
What were we gonna oh, say? Wait, 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 wait. No. <laughs> didn't they say? Didn't did it? Come on, NBA insider guys. Didn't they say? Wasn't that the thing that they said that there was no way in hell the Rockers were going to trade with Maury? Right? Oh, like, come on, let's right. keep. No, no. Don't make me. Come on, listen. Don't don't make me get mad. They didn't want right. to. They didn't hey, want to. Part, they didn't want to part ways with Tease, and then they didn't want to part ways with another player. But they could have got him. He just he just has to be like a third guy. You know, he just can't. You just can't be one of the main guys. You know, Rondo. Rondo third, he's the third guy now. I mean, he's third, not, he's he not doesn't want to like shoot now. It's not paid like it. I don't know. Uh, Harden couldn't shoot, but they, or um, uh, uh, Rondo couldn't shoot, but they had, they had guys there who could. I don't know. I don't think the Lakers was in the place either. Look at Jerv, man. <laughs> now, y- y'all, just, y'all just really ruined, like, y'all just really made me mad because I, like, now I'm even more mad now because I was under one belief with the Harden thing. It wasn't that bad to me because I was, you know, I was led to believe that there was no way in hell. Like, don't believe the rumors. There's no way in hell. And now you're telling me there was a way in hell. So now, like, I'm really mad. Like, I'm super mad now. There was a very straightforward way in hell. Like, right through right through the center I'm, of hell. Sorry to, sorry to, uh, to uh, merge that. Nah, it's all uh, good. I just... I, I've never seen what anything was, like I've never seen anything like what we're seeing with Ben Simmons, Doc. I mean, just mentally fried. Oh yeah, I have Markel Fultz. Yeah, no, I was, gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, I, yeah bro, yeah, the yips, bro. This movie. We, we just seen this. this. We seen this. This is just a deluxe edition. But no. wait, there's more. No, <laughs> no but it seems he. It, it, there was like a physical component with with Fultz. Wasn't yeah. a physical, bruh. There was a physical component. You can't that. shoot on you if you can shoot on Monday, you should be able to shoot on Tuesday too. Like you shouldn't go to bed and then one, one wake up and be like, No, I, I like I think I should shoot this way. Like, no, he, that shouldn't happen. Hey, most- he's scared. The, the free throw shit is where it gets crazy because he, and he's like scared. He passed that up because he was afraid to go to the line. Yeah, all that. Let me tell you something. To go to the line. I don't my daughter will take that shot. Well, right. She, she, she shoots the ball all the time now in her little court. The fact that this man passed up a dunk. Yeah. Man, man. yeah. Right there. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how. Like, yeah, that's a mental thing. I don't know how you yeah. bounce back from it. To a team that, like, Trey Young pl- didn't play well either. Was he like five for 25 oh. or something? Like, yeah, had that Hey, had that had. Listen, he did it for Black Lives Matter, bro. He out there cooking. <laughs> White Kevin. Kevin Herter? A.K.A. Red Kevin Velvet, Radio. bro. Kevin, Kevin. Yo, first of all, Kevin. It says Kev. his name is K-E-V apostrophe O-N. Oh, easy call. The fact that and his nickname the... is Red Velvet is crazy, though. He really calls yeah, himself Red meme... Velvet. Is he really? The That's meme... fun. The meme that won the internet last night was uh, DJ Qualls in, uh, was it not Road Trip? Yeah, it's Road Trip. The scene where they go to the black frat, and he's about to have sex with the, with the black girl, the big, thick black girl. They had that. They said this is gonna hurt it when you get back to Atlanta. <laughs> Sick with Yo, a thick mama. If you, it, if you got it, pull it up. Uh, uh, yeah, I can grab it. Hold on. While, while Sean does that, Dan, let me ask you this: because you've been a Nick yeah. fan, and this year being a Nick fan was a joyful experience. But it was nice. The the last decade or so, not so much. What was the darkest the darkest moment of your Nick fandom? The moment where you were like, maybe I should consider, but just rooting for a different team. 
I mean, the the Isaiah years were all dark years. Um, I worked I remember, there during Isaiah years, motherfucker. Say again. I worked yeah. there. <laughs> you 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 were, the, you were the ray of sunshine. During I was cool. Time. I mean, what's cool? Everyone else is terrible. Um, I mean, it might have been that that Dol- that Dolan kicking out Oakley was that was a low moment when you yeah. have this guy who is like, um the one of the examples when it of the last like really great nick team of ewing and starks and mason and those guys and you're literally kicking him out of the arena and banning him like that's a low mo i mean anything with dolan it's like i mean to be fair though dan he be shitting on patrick ewing so i can't fuck with oak no more <laughs> you know what i'm saying he like basically like we ain't get no ring because pat didn't have it any like but what? But he talks shit. That's that's the joy of Oakley. Is that you need every team needs one guy like that. Golden State has Draymond, a guy who's just like not afraid to just like get in anybody's face, including his teammates. You need one guy like that. Stephen Jackson was that guy. You like you need that guy. Kicking the guy who's like a little unhinged. You just can't have five of them. Kicking Charles Oakley out of the garden was like if like St. Peter came back and went to the Vatican and the Pope kicked him out. <laughs> Wait, what? That's, just got that's, here, bro. that's that's the nicest description anyone's had of Oakley. <laughs> He's giving literal sainthood. <laughs> All right, I got the red velvet meme. Here it goes. This is this was this was the winner last night for sure. Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's Look perfect. at his body, man. <laughs> his body, dog. That's it's looking just perfect. like him, dog. Hey Trey, we did uh, on Cinephobe for uh, for Memorial Day. We did uh, uh, what's it called? Larry the Cable Guy, Delta Farce, and my man is in it, and he still is the same like super skitty like that. He is never. I like he had, he's, he's a got, funny. Like, he's a funny look. He's least. and he's also in Hustle and Flow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. shout out to him getting work, bro. For real, I was in the academy. We need to we need to find bro and tap in with him. I don't know what we got for him. But Dan, just... go for it. Dan Perlman, co-creator of Flatbush Misdemeanor, and you got the short film that you can see on Vimeo right now called Cramming. Dan, what what else do you have on the horizon that we can look out for? Um. I got my uh, stand-up album out. It's called Emergency Contact. You can hear it on Spotify and wherever you listen to shit. Um, it's called Emergency Contact. And then, yeah, just going to just try to develop some other stuff and then we'll just get back into doing stand-ups. So I'll post at Dan J. Perlman, wherever, wherever I'll be. But, uh, yeah, but just watch Flatbush on Sundays on Showtime. And if you got the Showtime app, it comes out on Saturday night, so you could get it a day early that way. That's right. Definitely, we we all fuck with that show heavy right here, Dan. So we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, so giving much, us some man. behind the scenes stuff. Thanks so much, you right. guys. Yeah, right. no problem. There you go, Talk Dan Perlman. Squeaky doors, clogged sinks, finicky engines. When things break down around the house, you take care of it. However, when something's off in the bedroom. You uh, uh, just try not to think about it. Uh, nothing. I was just tired. I'm, I'm, I just stressed a little bit. Come on, man. What are you waiting for? Take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. 
With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. And if you do, you'll get $15 off your first month. It's really time to take care of your ED. And remember, if you get started today, you'll save $15 on your first order of ED treatment. Jerv, we're clearing the court. We, we're giving you the ball like Giannis at the top, and everybody else is flattening out. Go to work, bro. The Sixers. So um, last night I had a, uh, a real rap conversation with myself. And I asked myself, am I putting too much time into this? Because I see it over and over and over again. And, um, you know, I said for my health, for my sanity, I'm going to take a step back. You know what I mean? I'm going to still watch my team, still going to love them. It's still fuck Boston, you know, all these other, you know, all these other things. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I got to take a step back. But in the meantime, in between time, anybody with the last fucking name, for, I mean, anybody whose first name ends with an N, you can get the fuck out of Philadelphia. That goes for Glenn Rivers. That goes for uh, Ben Simmons. That goes for Forkon Korkmaz. If I ever see Korkmaz touch the court again, like I'm I'm going to lose my mind. I see why Glenn got left from – why the Clippers moved on from him. I see why Orlando said enough was enough. I'm sorry, Orlando. I am sorry, Clippers. I apologize. I thought it was you. Clearly, it's not. Boston, y'all just some fucks. I can't fuck with it. Y'all just take what y'all get. But he got to go. I'm tired of a 6'10 point guard who just literally doesn't do shit. I've never seen somebody in the history of my life at any level, at any court or whatever, pass up a dunk. When he wasn't even going to get fouled, boy, is I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry, Trey. I'm sorry, Wise. I know you. Li- I'm sorry, bro. Wise I, ain't even here. I, I I owe Wise an apology. I owe y'all all an apology. When they wanted to ship his ass for Kawhi Leonard, I was a moron. I believed. I was at these games. I I y'all y'all know what it is. After the Nets game one of two years ago, I lost my uh, last year. I lost my mind with two years ago. I lost my mind with dude. I, I lost it. I snapped. He addresses the fans. He says, "Yo, these fans is this day and the third. I told y'all that night it was I'm, I'm, it was me. I was the person, and I wish I would have been there last fucking night because I would have lost my mind again, and I would have gotten kicked out of the fucking arena because there's no way in hell I wouldn't have ran on the court because that's just stupid." But, like, I would have stood up way too long. I'd have said some ignorant shit, and they'd have had to escort me out there, out the fucking arena. I can't. I, 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 
But still trust the process. You know what I'm saying? We out here. Catch us next year when we lace them up. And we'll try and chase this Larry O'Brien again without uh, fucking number 25. Because he can roll. Oh, shit. Is it, have, has, have we reached? We ain't going to say his name no more levels? Nah, I'm, I'm not saying dude's name. And all this is basketball, right? Nothing with him as a man. Personally, I don't know dude. I got no doings. Might be cool. Not talking about that. But on the court, nah, that's 25. I'm not, Yo, I'm not uh, saying his name. Jerv, what if I told you that the behind-the-scenes super-secret info that I got is that your boy was out partying the night before Game 7? I wouldn't be shocked because I've heard that a couple times uh, about other things throughout bubble time and the, the, the hand and all that shit. All that shit last year. I'm tired. I'm done with it. No, nah, 25 was out. This, out. This this female this female cheated on me too much. I'm not calling you female, but she didn't she didn't cheat it on me too much. Too many subliminal shots on Instagram. Yo, and if I see you post or at me and anything with 25 working out over the off season, I'm blocking you. It's just, it just is what it is. I'm not condoning what if, that. What if what if Bleacher Report or ESPN NBA post him shooting? And they say, uh, Ben Simmons in that lab getting that work. And they've got the emoji with the steam coming out the nostrils. First of all, the steam coming out of the nostrils emoji is dead. All right. We're not using that no more, Philly. We're not using that anymore. We're we just not using that. I'm, I'm, I'm making the call. We're not using that, John, anymore. And uh, Bleacher and ESPN, Yahoo, the bloggers, have at it. Get all your footage you can get. I'm just saying, don't put that shit on my timeline because I'm blocking it. I don't want to see anything. He is 25 is officially muted on my Twitter page. I, I don't want to hear shit. Well, not official. I, I got to wait for the for the Woj bomb whenever that comes. And then, but if he plays on my team next year, I'm good. I'm I, off. I just got to make a stand, bro. That's what I did with the Bulls. I'm like, bro, I'm off these guys till Gar Pax is going, bro. I'll well, not. I'm not. I'm not off my I'm team. No, I'm. I was off my squad, bro. That's like I can't, stressful. bro. This is like, see, like this is it. Like this is it for me. This is why, like after losses, I get quiet. I don't just start talking to people because niggas have jokes, and I respect the jokes. And I'm not about to be corny, so I'm gonna just let the jokes fly, and I'm not gonna retaliate. I'm gonna stand there and just take all the fucking jokes. I see it. I hear it. It's all good. But I can't, I can't leave my, I can't leave them. I'm just not going to like, yo, I watched this team at a wedding. I was super disrespectful, like super disrespectful. Like, I, you know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? I like, that's, that was rude of me, but I, I had it in my mind. Yo, this is my squad. We got a chance this year. I'm not missing the dribble, man. Let me tell you, dog. I'll just get the little uh, ESPN alert next year. The little Dennett. Oh, I'll just take that. When they flash the score on my, I put alerts on or something. I'm not watching that. So what's the fin final verdict? Is Simmons got to go? Doc got to go? Glenn needs to roll, bruh. We can't call him Doc. Can't call him Doc. His name's Glenn. There's only one Doc in Philly. There's only one Doc in Philly. There's only one doctor in Philadelphia. There's only one. Man's name's Glenn. His mama named Glenn. 
I'm gonna call him Glenn. I'm not being rude. <laughs> there you have it. The the no fly zone, ladies and gentlemen. The trick trick no fly zone over Philly has been put into effect for number twenty five and for the nickname Doc. So only Glenn Rivers can can walk into that building now, as decreed by John Gervais, right here on Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. And that's gonna do it for us here once again. Thank you, Dan Perlman from Flatbush Misdemeanor. For stopping by, thank you, Big Trey, uh, Big Jer, Black Trey. My bad, I gotta fix that one up. Uh, cause, cause you little, no, you're not little. Big Trey is Trayvon, and you're Black Trey, and you're Big Jer, and you're Sean on the one and twos, and you are the listeners. If you're not a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/CountTheDings. Sign up. That's where you get your overflow episodes that's where you get your live shows that we've been doing we had another great one last week and that's also where you get the cinephobe special edition episodes the last one just dropped yesterday or sunday i should say on father's day daddy's home too that's only for our patreon subscribers patreon.com slash count the dings don't miss out and we'll talk to you motherfuckers next week stay black our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.